Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I'm your host, John Edwards, and across the table from me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Yes. Well, again, it's it's not snowing, it's not <laughs> raining, and it's it's cold, but it's, it's pleasantly cold. Yeah, yeah. We've had some crazy weather here lately, right. man. It was... I know if anybody's listening from other parts of the world, like up north, they're yeah. probably going to laugh. Yeah. yeah. We got like six inches of snow last week, and there was a lot of reasons we didn't do a show last week. Right. I was out of town, and... Um, had just gotten back, and then we had all that weather. And Memphis is just not what you would say equipped no. for that at all. We don't like ice on roads at all. No, we're no, not prepared. No. People do not really know how to drive, a, like safe yeah. on the ice. That's well, the and I mean thing. the city just doesn't. I mean, if you think about it fiscally, it's it's probably the right yeah. decision. They're not going to, you know, spend you know tons of money on right. salt we and stuff just to budget. sit there for. Right. Yeah, and I mean we probably have one snowplow. I actually saw yeah. somebody had a meme of like. It was like a little Yugo with a little yeah. uh, rake on the front. It was like Memphis's only snowplow or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it is. And it, it, look, it wasn't. It's not bad to drive on snow, right? It really wasn't. It, but it, like Thursday, mm-hmm. that's the day I left to go to Steubenville, and my flight was delayed because it was freezing rain, and that just made it worse because it yeah. sat there, then it melted one day a little bit. It was compacted. The temperatures came up, right, and then yeah. that freezing rain came right. again. So, but you know, I went to Steubenville, and I think it snowed like eight inches the night I was. Yeah, and they're there. like, they're like, hey, you want to go? Eat get something to eat well they yeah, got every fun. guy in the world out yeah. up there with like a pickup truck and right. a in a in a uh you know a plow on the front and yeah. they're all making side money cleaning you know cleaning up parking lots and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and dude the roads were fine up there i wish we had that kind of maintenance down here yeah. but yeah so it was, there was a lot going on um in the last week or so so we weren't able to get a show out last week i'm happy to be in here this week though mm-hmm. and and you know jump in here about a topic that like like normal, the Lord just kind of right. something happens in one of our lives, and we get to, we start talking about it because we yeah. think other people might have experienced it or dealt with it too. So we'll jump on in here in a minute uh, and talk about that. But first, I really want to say thank you to Tyler Greenwood and his team up at the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Wheeling, West Virginia, and also uh, Bishop Mark Brennan. Uh, the bishop came to the entire mission. I've never had mm-hmm. that happen before. He was there Friday night, the two talks uh, Saturday morning, and then for the men's training. It was very, very supportive. Got to go to dinner with him. But Tyler and his team we've been working with for months, as you know, Victor, and mm-hmm. And they really had a great turnout. The mission was wonderful. Um, it was a beautiful, beautiful cathedral, man. One of the most beautiful churches I've ever been in. And it was just a really anointed time. And then those men, they they did everything right. They had their team assembled. They had their first meeting this past Wednesday, and they had like 25 guys there. Um, they're off to a great start. There's a deacon involved that's really helping them along too. And so, Tyler, thank you guys for all the work that you put in up there. Thank you for everybody who came to the mission. It was such a joy to be with you. I also got to stop by Franciscan on the way up there, uh, spend some time praying in the port, running into some of the students there that I knew or had met before, and, and spent some time with Matthew Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh, went over to his house and hung out a little bit and was able to uh, – I was supposed to meet Dr. Bergsma for coffee, but my flight messed that up. We wound up Zooming later. But, 
But uh, just a great trip up there. I love that part of the world. And again, Tyler, you know, thank you for all the work that you've put in. I know you guys are going to have an amazing, lasting men's group. It's what we want to do and how we want to help. And thank you for letting us part with, partner with you. So we're headed this week, uh, Victor, on February the second and third to. Queen of Peace in Gainesville, Florida. You're not too far from where I, you you're know, from. I have family members. We're, we're, I'm a Florida State fan, and, and I have cousins <laughs> who are Florida Gators, and we we we, we exist coexist very well. Yeah, you so, know, we you, we have a rule though. Like an hour after a game, we cannot call each other. Yeah, you harass, <laughs> But but so but the thing is, you don't also want to be the guy that does call and harass because you know yeah. next year it might be your turn to receive that. So oh, yeah, yeah, we kind of yeah. like just, we really just don't don't talk about it until the end of the season. There's been yeah. some missed field goals and stuff right oh, there yeah. at the end. <laughs> well, that's my, Miami, but yeah. Florida. Yeah, Miami was a lot of them, yeah. yeah Steve Spur- we beat Steve Spurrier in 96, and then they beat us in the national championship, sure, and they got sure, their yeah. national title. So, yeah, it, they're sting. So you don't want me to bring you any Gators memorabilia? Uh, yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. But, yeah, we're going to go down there with Todd and Jim Stockman and Father Al down yeah. there. Uh, they've got a great parish. It's a stewardship parish, and they are really excited about the mission. I was looking mm-hmm. at the Eventbrite. We always set up an Eventbrite as part of the deal when we go and help a parish and I mean they've got uh, like 130 140 people registered already and so I know there's going to be more and more people signed right. up as we go this week and it's going to be an awesome opportunity and another time to launch an amazing men's group that's what these guys want we're going to give them the structure of the four pillars they've, we've already been working with them develop their leadership team so it's going to be another place that we get to go like our boy St. Paul yeah. here on the table and and help launch community where there isn't community so for any of you out there you know that are listening I mean Todd's a guy that stepped up out of the pew and and Jim and just said we want something like this and they went to their pastor and the pastor said let me talk to him we talked and then he said I'm in and we've been working together for months same thing with Tyler now Tyler works in the parish and in the chancery but he's another guy that's just in the pew and he and he realizes the needs we have for ministry men and he stepped up said I'm willing to head this I'm willing to find some other guys and they've got an amazing men's group that'll be there and last so the reason I'm saying that, why I share these things in the beginning of the show is, I know what it's like to sit back and go, man, I'd love to have a place like that, but I just don't think I'm the right guy, or I don't think that people would, would follow me, or I don't know that Father would would go along with this. Well, you never will know until you step up and you ask and you bring it to his attention. And you may find out there's a lot of priests, and this is a fact that I know to be true, that long for something for their men, but they can't do it. They don't have the time, and they're waiting for someone else to not say, hey, Father, what can we do about this, but hey, Father, I have a solution, and I'd like to be part of that solution because I know I need this, and if I need it, other men in our parish need it. So look, guys, no matter where you've been in your life, the mistakes you made, any of that stuff, it doesn't disqualify you from leading other people and growing in holiness yourself. So look, go to our website, justagonthepew.com, and on that first page, there's plenty of places to find out more information and to schedule a call. We'll get on the phone with you. We'll share with you how simple all of this really is. It sounds complicated, but it's not. It's a process, and we followed this time and time and again, and we're having success after success after success, and we can do it in your neck of the woods too. But it takes you being the first person to make the first move, right? You know, So we will never know that you need it if you're not the one that tells us you need it. So go to that website, sign up. We'd love to come help you in your parish. It's what we want to do with our time, and it what, it's what fulfills the mission that God's put in front of us. So another new development, too. Uh, we're going to be going all over the place the next couple of months, too. We're going to be at the Columbus Men's Conference at the end of February. We're going to be in Green Bay for the Estovir Conference. We're going to be... 
in Dubuque, Iowa for their men's conference. And then we're headed all over California, everywhere, starting these men's groups all the way through the end of the year. So check out our events and book me page to look for where we're coming near you and join us for one of these missions or for one of these men's conferences. We'd love to have you and meet you and see you. And thank you for listening and following us. Um, We are also going to the Eucharistic Congress. We've made that decision. We will have a booth up there. So if you and your family are headed to the National Eucharistic Congress in July in Indianapolis, please look for us, stop by. We will not be speaking or anything like that, but we'll be up there sharing what, what our mission in our ministry does, which is how we can help men in parishes. So come by, see us. Uh, last thing I'll say is, look, we are growing by the minute and we need more and more support. We need more people to help us develop and, 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 uh, and bring in finances to grow the ministry. We need people to help us get the word out about what we're doing. The best way that all this happens is organically through all of y'all. Almost every single thing that we get to do is because someone in a parish told someone else who told someone else, and then we get in contact with the right people and we work with them. But what we really need is support. So I invite all of you to become a partner in the pew, a monthly supporter of our ministry. You can do that by going to donorbox.org slash pew. That is donorbox, one word, dot org slash pew. Or you can go straight to our website, just a guy on the pew.com and click donate. Or I think it's either says donate or support in the button in the upper right corner. Once you do that, you'll be taken to the site where you can you know, become a $5, $10, $100, $500, $25, whatever it is. Uh, monthly supporter and you can know that your money is going to continue to support the work we're doing helping like the cathedral in Wheeling get their men's group going this next weekend in Gainesville at Queen of Peace all of that's going to go to continue to support those things and allow us to bring men to Jesus so thank you for listening to all that folks I know it takes a few minutes at the beginning of the show but it's the only time we really have to get out everything we've got going on tell you the successes we faced and, and, and been a part of thank you to God for those things and and ask you to, to consider supporting us so thank you for your time with that Victor so we talked about here in the beginning um, you know mentioned there that a lot of these shows and I tell this pe- to people all the time they go man you're always, you always seem to like be reading my mail. Mm. So it's the greatest compliment I think we ever get. It's like, man, what y'all are talking about, it's like it's right into where I am in my life. And honestly, that's because I was telling this guy, Angel and I went on a date last night, and we sat down at this uh, bar because it was really crowded, so we didn't want to wait for a table. And the guy and his wife next to us were Presbyterians. He was a youth minister, so we, of course, started. He's going to be Catholic, so you know. Yeah, yeah. so we started talking about Jesus. Yeah. And uh, a really, really great couple. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things I told him, he asked me about the podcast and what it was about. And I said, it's really just talking about everyday things, right? Yeah. And where he goes, well, you know, kind of where do the things come from? And I said, honestly, it's most of the time it's stuff either Victor and I, mm-hmm. like something happened in our lives and we just start talking about it. Like, you know what? If we're the only, we're not the only ones that have probably run into that, that right. have not probably It's dealt. not a unique experience. Yeah. Like yeah only yeah. us share. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we tend to step in our own mess too, oh, but yeah. like, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 just this idea of like we're all we're all facing the same things, mm-hmm. and this week's topic is no different. You know, we we were talking about. I've had an itch all day long. I think it's uh, the scapular I'm wearing. It's <laughs> hitting the bare it's skin, like the wool. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, for those that were listening, I was scratching my back. I forget that some listen and some some watch. But um, this topic today really is it's called "You Just Never Know." Mm-hmm. And where this came from, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's so easy sometimes in our lives we're, we're kind of minding our own business or going about our day, and then you know, maybe in one instance or maybe over time, a lot of instances, someone in our life hasn't been that pleasant to us. Right, something's going on. They seem to always be on our case. Nothing we ever do is good enough. Um, things like that, and 
we can react very quickly to that, right? Like we could just say, what is their problem? Or, or as I've said a few times, I mean, for those with kids in the car, you know, cover the ears, but what's up their butt, right? Yeah. Like what's going on with them? And then sometimes it can be so confrontational that like you get angry, right? And we start to sort of judge people. We start to looking, we start to look for our pound of flesh, mm-hmm. right? You know, they treated me this way and I want to treat them this way. And, and, you know, I had a friend uh, a few days ago even talking about this, right? They just, there was, you know, someone who had who had uh, gotten into a spot that they were hoping to get into in their job. And, and even, like, after the person was in there, you know, trying to be cordial and all those things, they had run into some some back and forth and some just, I don't think they're treating me fairly and why are they being this way and, and all that kind of stuff. And comes to find out, uh, the person came to my friend, and told them like something very tragic had happened in their life, and he was actually asking for forgiveness. Like, hey, I'm I'm sorry if I've been short. I'm sorry if all these things this happened in our life, and it's personal, so I won't get into it. But yeah. like, it was a loss of life in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And um, and like the person immediately, my friend was like, oh, I feel so terrible. Like I have said terrible things about him. I've been very angry. I've gossiped. I've torn them down. I've I've, you know, had thoughts that I shouldn't have as a Christian in my head about, you know, the way I, right. they've made me feel, all this kind of stuff. And as we were talking, you know, me and the friend, uh, I was sitting here wondering all week long what I was going to do with the podcast because I got back. It was busy. I had some turnover in the ministry. Um, Maggie, our event coordinator, is leaving for a month-long spiritual retreat. And so there's just been a lot going on, mm-hmm. end-of-year donations and all that. And I was like, man, I haven't had time to, to think about the show and what we're going to talk about. And then when I was in this conversation with a friend, I was like, I think that's worth talking about, right? Because we just, as the title, we Mm -hmm. just never know what someone's going through. And oftentimes we forget about that. And as I said, we want our pound of flesh. And we can be very like, well, screw them. And we can just, you know, judgment and and all these other things. And that's not what Jesus calls us to. And it's not the people that he calls us to be either. Right. Well, you're kind of saying like, what's our perspective of mercy every day? Like, yeah. We like we said this before. We 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 seek mercy for things we've done. Yeah. But yet it's it's for for many of us it's difficult to exact mercy on others who have perceived we perceive something wrong being done to us. Yeah. You know, because we want to like we want to think about it. Like what what causes this? What did I do? Or why why are they this way? You know, yeah. I just doing my job. And so like I said, usually there's I was the, just yeah. You know? <laughs> there's conflict and there's always gonna be conflict at work because there's deadlines and pressures, right? Yeah. And sometimes people just are, are so stressed that it just there's a blow up in a meeting or there's like, you know, issues that technology is not working, you know, so therefore fingers are being pointed at other people for not getting their deadline, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then also in the relationships too. Um, you know, friendships, marriages, um, there's always the, the, the gap of miscommunication to where all the information isn't being given that needs for the other person to hear because someone's carrying something around what you did to me or, or I'm, I'm not ha- proud of myself and I'm not going to tell you how, why I'm really feeling this way, but I'm going to like let you feel what I felt, yeah. you know? Um, and I think a lot of that perspective of mercy is is something that we have to be very able to practice every day. Yeah. Um, like we were saying, like driving, you know, in mass. <laughs> there's there can be something that does something that annoys us. Yeah. You know, um, I'll be honest. Like you know, for me, I I can be patient long enough for a crying child in mass, especially during a homily, 
to know that that's a parent, you know, and I was a parent and my child did that stuff too. But I also knew that I didn't want to disturb other people's process of learning, listening to the homily. Yeah. So I always remove Ella or, you know, Lily. We would yeah. go outside and calm down. And then there's other parents who who may not practice that, yeah. you know. And, and so and I find myself being um, culpable of like, going, I wish that they really realized what they're doing, you know. Yeah. And, and – and then I have to pull back and say, you know what? Maybe they need to hear this right now. Maybe they're going through something, and and what Father is saying that they're just so drawn to right mm-hmm. now that they're just trying to keep it together because they need to hear that message. Yeah. You know? So that's my perspective. Of what mercy, yeah, uh, every day is is like you know just just ex- exact mercy as best you can every day on someone yeah. because you don't know what they're dealing with. Like. A loss of a life. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a very famous quote that's attributed to like eight billion people that have just regurgitated it and rewrote yeah. it and stuff. But it's you know everyone you meet's fighting a battle that you know nothing about, right? right? Like be kind and 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 that's the thing. As Christians, we're called to do just that, like to be kind and to be loving. I mean, we we hear the Lord in in um in, in Mark twelve thirty thirty one. You know, He says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength." The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment commandment greater than these. Mm-hmm. This is the core of our faith is to love even when we don't receive love mm-hmm. or we're not being treated the way we would like. Um, you know, don't judge so you will not be judged. For the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Which is Matthew scary. 7, 1. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all kind of things in there. And then Luke 6, 27, 28, he says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do mm-hmm. good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who are abusive to you. This is the hard part of being a Christian. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, we all suck at like putting ourselves in somebody else's place. We do, because as I said in the beginning, we look for our pound of flesh. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe they just said that to me. It happened to me this morning in mass, right? And we were standing there, one of the guys that's, you know, been in our group and a nice old man was worried because the guy who usually handles the ushers wasn't there and he's scrambling and he stops me, can you usher? And he's like, Are you are you gonna be a extraordinary minister? And I said, Yeah, I'm already doing that. You know, glad to help you usher. I can do both. And and we were talking about a couple things, and this young family had come in and, you know, sat in the pew, the last pew, and we were kind of in the back by the back doors whispering about this. And apparently, you know, it was bothering them. And so the lady just, you know, turned around very quickly and was like, excuse me, can you go out of the church? We're trying to pray. And you can imagine that flew all over me because yeah. excuse me and thank you and all that stuff was not said as pleasantly right. as you would think it was. It was very scolding and all that. And it hit something in me, probably some old wound or something, that that I was like, I just want to like go over there and go, hey, you know, excuse me, but for years you sat in front of us and you had a million kids and they were running everywhere and throwing Cheerios everywhere. And it was very distracting to me and my family. And never once did my wife and I say, hey, excuse me, we're trying to pray. Right. Could you? Yeah. And I wanted my pound of flesh, right? I wanted to walk over there and go, hey, let me tell you something, you know, and, and just be ugly. Instead, thank the Lord, I, I I was able to go, hey, Bob, let's go outside, and we finished the conversation outside. But it, it still ate me up all sure. mass long. Yeah. And so I got my rosary out, like, and just held it in my hand. And when, you know, when we we're in between things or someone was walking up to read, I would throw a quick Hail Mary up or mm-hmm. something. And not, I mean, I wish I could say I was praying for them. It probably wasn't what I was doing. I was more like, all right, Lord, let me remember where we are and what right. I'm here for. And let me, and, and what it hit me was like, okay, I was questioning whether we need to do this show or not and if this topic mm-hmm. will make sense. And God just put me right smack in the middle of, okay, John, you want your pound of flesh, but 
obviously they came in right before mass. They have a lot of children. You don't know what it was like and the struggle they had to, even to get, get there. Here. Yeah, 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 get right. here. Yeah. And and then all she's trying to do is pray. You know, and here I am going. Well, you should learn to pray with distraction. That's part of the spiritual life. You know, but instead, it's like, no, like I don't know what they've had to go through, and mm-hmm. what maybe her and her husband are arguing or had a fight or who knows. Right. But the bottom line is, as Christian, this is as Christians, we're called to love no matter what. But this is also why it's hard. Oftentimes, when I go to missions and I talk about like, if you think being a Christian's easy, you're not doing it right, mm-hmm. and people get offended. Like I can see people get mad. And I'm like, but that's the truth. Like, it's not easy to be a Christian. And it's these very things and these very opportunities, like we talked about a couple right. weeks ago with the trials and opportunities, that God presents us with to be able to practice our faith, to, mm-hmm. to live what we talk about, right? To put your money where your mouth is, right? right? It's easy to say, oh, we need to love and forgive until you're put in a position where you have to love and forgive, sure, right? And so this is, you know, you just never know what somebody has going on. And so that's... That's what we really always have to have in the forefront is not like, okay, I'm being attacked, so immediately draw my sword sure. and go to whacking, you know, away at this person. But okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna calm down. I'm gonna like I didn't appreciate that at all. I didn't make you know, like the way it made me feel, especially if there's people around who witnessed that and we always feel the, the moment of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. But instead of allowing that to re you know, to react out of that in that negative way, like let me just call on the Lord. Yeah. Because that's exactly what the devil is doing. I mean, because what happens is like just because we think we think okay that person did something unkind, therefore they're evil, they're rude, they're mean, and they deserve to hell. Right? They deserve mm-hmm. to go to hell. Like right now for what they just did. But the fact is, we don't really know anybody. And just because they like people that randomly like our bosses and things, we have a certain degree of a relationship, but we don't for the most part know what's going on in someone's right. life. Like we were talking about, so. Just because someone acted in a certain way doesn't mean make them evil or bad, mm-hmm. which is exactly where our mind goes to, right? We we paint ourselves as the hero and the you know the right. the the uh, is it protagonist I guess and the yeah. Anti- yeah. yeah and then the antagonist right. is the the other person, right? We're, we're he man, they're Skeletor or whatever right. I want to reference. We're always you want a good to guy use. in argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. always the the right in the right. right. And and what we have to remember is Jesus is like it's not about the argument, right? It's not it's about not getting in an argument. Mm-hmm. It's about like stopping that before it goes to that place. Now I'm not saying let people walk all over you, right. like let people treat you like garbage, because there's a point where you have to, you know, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand for this, right? right? But but in those instances, these little outbursts that happen and things like it's our job as Christians to love them and just assume, okay, I don't know why that happened, mm-hmm. I don't know why what's going on with that, but for me. Like all I can, what I need to do is not allow this to change who I am or influence how I'm going to behave. Mm-hmm. And far often not, that's where we fail. More often than not, it's where we fail. Right. You're, well, you're just talking about the cost of being a disciple. Discipleship, yeah. as they, as Paul said, is like, you know, yes, we're not being stoned, we're not being chased out of out of cities or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's not like it was in the old, in the New Testament. It's not yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's right. but it's like, but what is so we we're we're just dealing with with wounds of um, words. Or of, of someone casting something to our character or integrity. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with, and, and thank goodness that's all it is right now. You know, um, because we need if we can't manage that, then we can't manage the bigger parts of things that may come to us. You yeah, know, as being a disciple. So, you know, working on you know how we carry ourselves, how we view ourselves. You know, are we checking our humility level? You yeah, know, are, are we really assessing like okay, I. I ha- I'm having a hard time with this, but I trust you, Lord, yeah. that that your plan is still being revealed to me as I walk yeah. through this this unquestionable like 
feel feel feeling being persecuted. Yeah, you know, um, and and like you said, you may find out that person's not really persecuting you is that you're just a target for that moment of what they're dealing with. Yeah, you know. Well, and you look at, I mean, it really is like those scenarios we used to see on cartoons with like angels, one on one shoulder, and then yeah. a devil on the other, and and, and then you know Tom and Jerry or whatever the cats like looking and listening to either one. Mm-hmm. That's what all these situations are in our life. Like we have the devil who's trying to pull us away and go, no, like go get your pound of flesh and yeah. go. You they yelled at you, you yell right back, right. and you call them everything, and you get the last word, and you make them know, and then you go and you judge them, and you gossip, and you tell everybody right. about how they treated you and you tear them down for the rest of the day and the rest of the week and, until you feel better. Right. Like that's what the devil is saying. And then God's over here in the whisper going, you got to love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You got to forgive your enemies. Don't judge. And if you look at what the devil's trying to do, get you to do is to attack all three of those commands, right. right? No, they're your enemy. Tear them down, right? Make them rue the day that they ever mm-hmm. crossed you. You know, and then don't love them. They don't deserve your love. They're a piece of garbage. Look at right. the way they treated you, right? All those things. It's it's always the devil is acting, and that's what I talk about with with people with them t- temptation. Is like in that moment, it really is a temptation to be someone right. that you're not called to be. And so we have to look at it that way and go, all right, this isn't like I have a choice in everything that I do. Yes, emotions are hard sometimes mm-hmm. to contain. That's why you go to sporting events and people are like screaming like my you know serial right. killers at referees. It's just like, dude, this is a game like calm down mm-hmm. emotions are hard to to tether right yeah. and hard to to bridle i guess uh for a lot of folks including myself but it's in those moments that we could start to practice prudence and temperance and some of these virtues that we talk about a lot you know where we go okay this is not like god why did you let this happen but as we talked about a couple weeks ago but like lord this is okay i know that this is an, is an opportunity to practice being the person you need me to be and right. you called me to be and I say that I am. And so I have to I have to start reining in these other emotions because if I go that way, then it's not just hurting that person, it's hurting myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do we all in our own families, something happens at work or something happens outside of our family and we bring it home and a child says like, hey dad, would you do this? I don't have time right now, no. Mm-hmm. And you're immediately going, why did I do that? Nothing. This had nothing to do with them. Right. That's the ripple effect. Satan hopes that that one experience with that person that is going through something on their own you never know about, like wounds you in a way that you turn around and go and wound everybody around you. And that's at the center of all of this is, look, we all have wounds and wounded Mm -hmm. people wound people. And we have to remember and always, as you said, reach out with mercy, mm-hmm. right? And just go, you know what? I, I really, really am. Even if you have to walk outside and like punch a wall or go outside and, and cuss under right. your breath or whatever it is you got to do to like get past that moment of tension where the devil's really like pulling you towards him. Mm-hmm. You take that breath, you, you pause and drop away. You say the word of, you know, the name of Jesus, whatever it takes. And then you try to put yourself in like, I have no idea why they're acting this way. Mm-hmm. But I know it's not my place to judge, and it's not my place to attack, and it's not my place to to make this worse than it already is. Right, right. It's my place to love, yeah. right? Doesn't mean you have to like. Doesn't mean you got to go grab their hands and go, you know, dance it through the tulips with them or whatever. But it does mean that I have to, I have to, I have to obey Christ mm-hmm. and treat them and, and and receive them as way, the way He's called us to receive them. Right, and and you know, we're also talking about like this desire for revenge. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and, and that's self-destructive behavior. Yeah. Um, and I can say that, too, because, you know, 
growing up, like middle school is always if, we, if we're talking about reading to people's mail. Yeah. Middle school for me, and I think majority of people uh, growing up is probably the worst developmental time. Of yeah. Like like you're you're going through these hormone changes, uh, but yeah, for me, I went I went I was a public school kid. You want everybody to like right, you, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone liking you and stuff. But public school for me was like, um, you know, it was being a white kid was in a minority, right? Yeah. And, you know, Malcolm X was a big movie that came out, and, like, we're fine with it. I had friends, a lot of friends and stuff, and then Malcolm X movie came out, and it, and it like, it was a, a historical issue, right? A historical movie yeah. that had a lot of pain inflicted on something that happened in the 60s and 70s, you know, civil rights stuff, you know? Yeah. And there were a few that, like, took that on, and that anger for that movie was put on some of us who were friends with him, you know? Yeah. And it was it was tough because like, you know, I was so angry all the time because I felt like I was, you know, why is why is Daryl being mean to me, you know? Yeah. Well, cuz I'm white, you know? I'm like that he, he I asked him that. I said, "What's wrong, man? We used to be friends." He says, "You're white and you're, you know, perpetrating whatever, you know?" Now, I'm like I said, he and I are fine. We got we got past it, but it was like that is the emotion that can be if it's not kept in check can can be brought to like destroy relationships like hatred you yeah. know racism all these things are very very evil and they don't come from the heart they come from somewhere else like yeah. i said hate is taught you know um and and as christians we are to squash that we're supposed to be um, neighbors towards everybody even though those that are different faiths from us you know you know we are to be the examples of the sons and daughters of, of god yeah. Um, and like I said, when we're angry with someone else, we have no justification to be angry because of something that someone told us, that someone told us them, 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 them. Um, we become self-destructive, you yeah. know, and and we wonder why we're so negative. Why do I feel this way? Why am I just like a ball of just, just knots and just frustrated all the time? Well, it's because something that you have, you know, you're not looking deep into yourself. Why are you having these thoughts you know why are you having these misjudgments of people yeah and you know for me when i was younger um i i had to realize like do i think people hate me for for me or for my for what i present myself you know and um i realized that no matter what i feel of myself if i try to do the best i can for people you know if i open myself as to be a friend without any kind of like limitations of what i need from you yeah um a lot of that stuff is dispelled you know sure. and it's, it takes people of faith to kind of like really say hey man i'm i'm feeling like something's going on between us you know what's i you, you and i are different now i know what's going on is there something i've done yeah and usually open that that door of vulnerability that other person say no nah, man it's i'm dealing with something you know yeah. and like that friend you were talking about at work you know finally that conversation happened and they realized the other perspective from sure. that person and like like daryl and i we finally we, we became friends it was like it was like a short brief moment but for me i was always angry you know yeah because i brought it home to my parents and like what's going on with him you know because yeah. daryl was sometimes he wasn't nice to me even though I was nice to him, and I couldn't figure it out until we had this conversation. Sure, and that's yeah. what we need to be is is being open dialogue to people that we're we just don't get along. Sure, and find that commonality of because I believe they're a person of faith too, you know, mm -hmm. and coming together and sitting at the table and and working through differences, 
also brings healing of mercy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you were talking about revenge there at yeah. the beginning of that. And, and the thing is, nobody has ever felt good when they've gotten revenge. No, like, I don't know yeah. anybody no. that ever is like, man, I sure am glad I inflicted pain back on them. Right. Or, I mean, you may have that one moment of satisfaction mm-hmm. when you're like, yeah, I got them back. But then afterwards, you, you, no one feels good like yeah. doing that. It's 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 not revenge isn't the answer. It's love. Like we never. That's why Jesus moves away from an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. You know, turn the other cheek. It's because no one ever. You think that finding that revenge or or getting your way or whatever it is is going to give you some satisfaction, but all it does is is widen the hole that's already in that place, right? Because right? you're like, even that didn't work, and now I feel bad because I treated this person that way, and it's. There is no it is not logical to think I was treated this way and if I treat that person that way or worse then things are going to be better. Mm-hmm. It's not logical. And that's the things I'm talking about. The devil gets in your head and he convinces you things that 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 aren't logical or going to be logical. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to always keep Christ at the center of our lives and go no, I'm going to follow him in all of it, right? right? And all of the persecution, the difficulty and all that stuff. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about how to like in the middle of that, you know, we're always talking about these subjects, but we all never want to leave without telling people, you know, Mm -hmm. what are ways we can really deal with this. And first I would say, like, if you find yourself in a situation where somebody is treating you in that way or, you know, that is just really all of a sudden coming out of nowhere with the way they're acting to you, you know, practice pause and exercise prudence, right? Like Mm -hmm. just just stop and go, okay, um, there's multiple ways I can react, but I don't have to do anything in this moment, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing that's driving me in, in saying I have to give a response in this moment. I can sit here and and let some of this subside right. and then actually think about, okay, what is the way to move forward? Like that's the prudence of it is not acting quickly and not, not just jumping back and striking back and all those things that we know, as we said, mm-hmm. the devil is sitting back cheering on, like going, yeah, yeah, get him, get him, get him, right. fire back. So just pause and exercise prudence to, you know, respond in a, always in a loving and kind way. You know, go back and, and, and as you said, like, I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. right? I, I You came into my office and you seem upset about something. I don't really believe it was about what you say it was about. Is there anything going on? If I'd done something wrong and bringing yourself to that point of humility, um, and saying, like, I just I don't want there to be tension. I don't want this stuff to go on in, in our lives, whether it's just because we have to work together or whatever it is. Like, I, I just I really don't want issues with anyone. I'd love to know if I've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So practicing those things and responding with a with a sensible you know response. And then three, praying for God to help you see not not see the incident, but to see the person. Right, like we focus so much. That's where all this starts. Is we don't like the way we were treated. We don't like the way things went down. We feel like we were slighted. We want our pound of flesh. All those things we're talking about, and in that we never see the person. Mm-hmm. Right, like the person, my friend that I was talking about was really like when they came in and started talking to me about this. You could see how much like I feel like an idiot. Right, like I, I was I was doing all these things. I was I had all these thoughts, this anger, and I had no idea. Right, so. The goal is like God in this, like pray, like Lord, show me in this situation the person, not the incident, not the behavior, mm-hmm. not the choices, but the person. Let me see that there is a a, a a person that deserves dignity and all that stuff on the other side of this, and let me appeal to that, and let me remember that as I as I go to respond. And then four, ask the Holy Spirit to help you forgive and to love. Right, like I'm not going to let this like sit over me. Even if you go and you try to reconcile and they say no, 
you've at least offered the opportunity for reconciliation and to to give forgiveness and to receive forgiveness. What you do at that point is you don't let it have power over you anymore. And what you've done is you've chosen to love, right? Lord, I don't want to. This doesn't feel right to me. I don't want to let them off the hook. We always have to remember that forgiveness is not letting someone off the hook. It's letting yourself off the hook. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be, become a slave to this in this moment. That's what I was trying to do during Mass. I'm going to pray the rosary. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to try to focus on what's going on here. And hopefully this feeling will dissipate because I don't want to be this type of person who I just is seething with anger and, and, and hate. And I'm sitting here literally about to receive our Lord in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that. And so we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Do the things that are hard for us to do, and forgiveness sometimes can be very hard. So we ask him to grant us that, and then we always love the person through it all. So, folks, this is another one of those things that's hard to deal with. Like I said, it's being a Christian is not easy, and forgiving, loving your enemy, um, looking past incidences where you feel like you've been slighted and hurt is not easy. But it's what Jesus calls us to, and he calls us to love in spite of all those other things. So it's difficult. But the hope is with this episode— with these scriptures, with quotes from Mother Teresa like this, be the living expression of God's kindness, kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, and kindness in your smile. That's what we're called to be all the time. You're not giving up anything in doing that, as you may think, or the devil's trying to convince you of that. You're not giving up anything. You're actually gaining an extra step towards heaven, towards virtue, towards holiness, and towards becoming the person that God calls you to be. So, Victor, let's let's ask uh, God to help us with all of that because we know in those situations it's difficult and help that, hope that he'll remind us in those moments to, to, to react and to live as Christians the way we're called to. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, sometimes we have run-ins with people that can be very upsetting to us. Oftentimes our first reaction is to fire back or to seek our pound of flesh. Help us to use those moments to remember that you have called us to forgive those who have hurt us and to love others as we love ourselves. And Father, whenever we feel ourselves moving to anger or outrage, let us recall that we never know what battles people are fighting and invite us instead to forego judgment and enter into prayer for them and for ourselves. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.